Yo, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Matty, with my co-host, Hussein, with a Thoughtful Banter podcast. Apparently, I've been getting the episodes wrong, so Hussein, which episode are we supposedly on? This is episode 20. Woo! Episode yeah. 20, Milestone. Yes, sir. Um, Wow. So, we are a fifth of 100 episodes in. We are... Damn. Five episodes into... Or five or six episodes into season two. Yeah. Um, I think five. If we were uploading like we were uploading last... Uh, season, then we'd be 10 episodes. But you know what? I think the quality, I, I, I think it's been pretty equal exchange for quality. Think so? Yeah, I think the last, I like, I think the last season was like experimental. Like towards the end of the, the first season, yeah, we're definitely getting like, <laughs> alright, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're on a better roll. I think we're, we're less yeah. burnt out. Like always, first and foremost, we got to shout out our wonderful patrons, starting out with Jordan, Muhammad, Ali, T-Jam, Justin, Latifa, and uh, that's it. I said Jordan first. Yeah, yeah, bro. Um, yo, shout out to the patrons because we're almost making a hundred dollars a month from a podcast, and it's kind of crazy to think about it because I'm like literally just getting paid to talk to my best friend in the room about our opinions about stuff. Um, Hussein's literally eating an orange as we speak. Easiest gig, passive income alert. What is it? We make like forty or thirty dollars a month split between the both of us after taxes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It helps. It, it pays for a subscription. Yeah. Anyways, what what list of interesting topics are we going to be discussing today, Matthew? You were posing something in uh, our FaceTime chat. Me, Matthew, and our friend Holly, who has been a guest on this podcast, we're discussing some interesting economic issues. Would you like to enlighten us? <laughs> First, like give give like the background about like why you started thinking about that, starting from the video that you watched. Okay, so Matt Diavella, one of my favorite YouTubers, he released his video uh, talking about like the supply chain issue due to like you know covid and like how we order everything online and the video is well put together if you know matt diavella then you know that basically what he does is like kind of put together like mini documentaries on youtube like he does like a lot of research on a topic and he shows like real research on an issue and like he basically provides a solution about the thing he's talking about or attempts to yeah or attempts to um or like yeah and he was talking about the supply chain issue and he was talking about like how companies uh, outsourced at work to like third world countries and all these facts but then his take his conclusion was so garbage basically he was saying that the supply chain issue after showing all the evidence of what Amazon does and all these greedy corporations he said it's our fault as in the consumer's fault the supply chain is crumbling and it just got me thinking about this capitalism I'm like no it's not our fault so I was let me let me like when you I didn't watch it so I'm subscribed to Matt but sometimes his videos be boring so I don't be watching all of them so for this video I started it and I got bored like 45 seconds in and so I, I clicked off of it <laughs> and then Matty sent it to like our group chat later he's telling everybody to watch it and so when I when I first heard it I was willing to give kind of Matt the benefit actually I didn't even hear it I saw you guys talking about it. And I was willing to give Matt the benefit of the doubt because I know, like, in philosophy, for example, sometimes what people will do is they'll be like, okay, well, this issue is, like, not caused by us, right? It, it's like, wait, this issue, why, the reason this issue exists is way above our heads, but we all should take, like, a personal responsibility yeah. in solving it. Yeah. So I thought maybe that was the approach, but I'm not sure. Like, is He didn't that even mention, like, for, as far as I understand, like, he didn't even mention corporate greed. Enough. Mm. It's it's it, and like I'm happy because the comments 
also people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like they were I, very polite, but they were basically like, yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about, bro? Like, <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of glaring to me, like some kind of cognitive bias there, because he did research, like, and like all the research, w- you would find alongside that research that Amazon is responsible, but somehow it's like it's the consumer's fault. And I guess you could say hypothetically, if no consumer bought anything, then there wouldn't be a market for it. But if it wasn't advertised to us, we wouldn't have bought it either. And let's talk about the effect of advertising. And this is, it actually made me write like a video script. SubhanAllah. And we Adver- know Matthew's video scripts heat. <laughs> I know I know stuff y'all don't. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite YouTuber. <laughs> Your Yo. favorite YouTuber's favorite YouTuber. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, check it out. Advertising is like the most one of the most powerful things in the world. Why do you think athletes, why do you think stadiums, why do you think buses, everything that can have a an ad on it that people can see has an ad on it? Because the fact of the matter is, if you can put something in front of people's eyes, you can almost guarantee they buy that thing. Mm-hmm. That's why YouTubers make all of their money. It's just one thing, AdSense. Yeah. What do you think that means? It's people seeing the thing. So we're going to act like people being marketed, one day shipping, same day shipping, is why they ordered it. I no mean, one would have ordered it we, if it wasn't an option. We, people also lived years with <laughs> like barely shipping anything. You yeah, know, people live we don't years. care. There are people in existence like, who still live today who lived during times where no one was really shipping anything. Dude, right? That was me, bro. <laughs> and we so saw like, that time. And so, like, <laughs> one of the things that Amazon did specifically was they themselves marketed that, like, two-day shipping. We w- Like, if if we had just been used to, like, a week shipping times, two-week shipping times, in which we were, right, no one would have chosen two-day shipping until Amazon offered it. It's the greed of Bezos. It's the greed of Bezos. I mean, and it's not just Bezos, but like yeah, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> corporate greed in general. It's but that was that. It, it, apparently, it was like very much like a glaring um, omission from Matt's video, and especially in his, not even in Matt's video, in in the evidence that Matt presented, it wasn't. It was there. It was very much present. But in the conclusion that he came to, it was very much omitted. Very much omitted, and like you can, I, you can make, you can say several things, and I'm not trying to. <laughs> I like Matt. I'm not trying to like call him out like that, but it's also like he's been sponsored by Audible and Audible is owned by Amazon. You know, Amazon sells the saying everything basically besides guns, cars and houses and medicine. Yeah, you know, you know like they sell <laughs> everything like they are the world's like even the, even like over the counter stuff. They'd be selling the power they have, bro, is you know how many businesses are are gone annihilated because of Jeff Bezos, bro, yes. destroyed. Absolutely. And it's just like. It's very funny because Matt made a, an, another video. You can search it up. It's called Minimalism Meets a Business, I think, or a Minimalistic Approach to Business. And in the video, basically, Matt could, the, the video is basically pro- showing this message of, hey, business owners, before you start a business, ask yourself when enough is enough. So you know, mm-hmm. once I hit this uh, amount of money, that I'm not going to scale my business up and up and up and up. I'm good. I make $200,000 200, in, uh, in profit. I'm fine. I only keep scaling up my business and hiring more employees to get more money. I'm okay with that. He talks about that in that video. I have a question. What was the like? What was his claim as far as like why businesses like moved a lot of their like manufacturing and stuff overseas? Oh, this is really interesting. So basically, in the video, he claimed that the reason for that is because consumers are most motivated to buy anything based off of the price of an item. Mm Hmm. So companies are therefore more motivated to reduce the price of their items. 
by but uh, by paying people lower less, less money. minimal wage yeah, 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 yeah. and also we wouldn't be we wouldn't be motivated by the price of items if we weren't all poor <laughs> if I inflation mean, wasn't a thing like that's that's the problem so we're acting like it's a consumer's fault matt was basically saying we should pay for more expensive things do you know how privileged that is i mean bro whole, i i kind of get what he's saying i just think he's like putting um like he's confusing like the result with like the cause yeah like the cause is that companies wanted a higher profit margin that that was the cause like yeah. if if they kept everything in the house what are we gonna do we're just gonna have, we're still gonna have to buy it <laughs> you know um but they wanted a higher profit margin and so they shipped it overseas and then we responded to the to the lower cause it wasn't like oh we wanted lower cause so they decided to ship it overseas in response to our and our demand for lower cost. That wasn't. That's not. That's not the story that happened. But he is kind of like right, and as far as like the actors that were present. But no, no, Rebbe conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like in, in Matt's video, he did mention how like, yeah, we buy things that are unnecessary. But again, we only buy things that are unnecessary because companies encourage you to buy things that are unnecessary it's mm. like a i guess it's, it is interesting because it's like okay what came first a chicken or the egg yeah but you know ultimately yeah we do have responsibility but my biggest my biggest way of thinking what makes me think that matt's take is wrong is that ultimately those with the most power have the most responsibility and jeff bezos certainly has way more power than the consumer do you know what it sounds like what? it sounds like those people that are like we're gonna stop climate change because each and every one of us is going to decide to use a cardboard straw instead of a plastic one. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> no. Even if, like, hypothetically, you could get every single person in the world to use a freaking cardboard straw. Like, that is a wash, a wash in the face of, like, all these corporations dumping <laughs> dumping oil into the water, for example. Like, using all these super... Um, biohazardous ways of manufacturing like what the buns are we what are we not, supposed to not even corporations there's a graph done on it basically someone like the statistics breaking it down i forgot where, where i found it but you can find it online but basically it shows that like there's all these things that contribute to climate change right mm. like like uh the food the food companies like the plastic plates straws cars but and then on. the biggest category is military <laughs> and if we all had electric cars if we recycled everything if we did everything completely perfectly but the military doesn't change we are going to have the we're going to we are we are moving towards climate uh global warming at the same rate basically yeah, so i guess i bring that up to say that like again even if we even if matt does in uh, convince there we go the word I convince a large amount of people to like stop buying what they don't need in the face of everything else that's being done as far as advertising and marketing and pitching these things that we don't need to other people it's a wash and so I say I say that to say that basically Matt is misplacing like the burden of of proof like the responsibility he's misplacing he's misplacing the responsibility I'm not surprised because this is like a self-help YouTuber you know, and like the whole thing about self-help, like the psychology of the people is like, you know, it, it comes maybe from a good place. The very, you know, the, the Jordan Peterson, clean your room, focus mm -hmm. on you. And that can come from a good place. But ultimately, it's like, you know, 
people are trying to come from the opposite of a victim mentality, but sometimes you just are a victim. Like that's the truth <laughs> of the matter. Like corporations and there's so much, there's so many things out, out of our hand. It got me thinking though. Like I called up Khalid and Hussein to FaceTime and I, uh, I have like an economic, I had an economic theory thrown by them. <laughs> so Hall is like an econ major, right? A business major. He's same not an econ thing. major. But same yeah. thing. Uh, and I was like, yo, 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 yo. Hollywood, what would happen if I got like every human on earth to like not buy anything they don't need every week out of every one week, every month for every year? And he was like, well, hypothetically, and I, and I was like, bro, watch me be right. Because my theory was like inflation would decrease because my thing is like we need to get rid of this inflation, bro. It's ridiculous. And he was like, inflation would go down. So I was like, bro. I propose the Ramadan economic protocol. <laughs> the Ramadan protocol. We need to start fasting from things we don't need, bro. But then they kind of shut it down because it was like the Ramadan protocol not going to be it, bro. No, I just think, again, you're kind of – it just targets the wrong people. Like, Yeah, bro. It's all the government's fault. Not yet. That bitch be, but yeah. You got me thinking, like, dude, in 30 years – Maybe 50 years, all our kids are going to be speaking Chinese, bro. Like, they're <laughs> oh, yeah, all going to be speaking this Chinese. Is part of the, this is the part of the call where we like roasting my ideas. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, my, th- my, my theory is, bro, in like 30 years, 50, 80 years, maybe, our kids are going to be speaking Chinese. We're not going to see like three presidents from now. America is split. The economy, bro, like what, 40 or like 60% of our cash in circulation has been printed in like the last half a year, bro? Something crazy like that. China own all the debt. They make everything. Imagine that is fake, bro. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's fake, but it's not fake. Cause, cause, cause we, cause That's our system runs on like... it. <laughs> it's fake, but it's not fake. <laughs> exactly. Because our it's whole system up, runs on it. If we stop, but if we stop looking at debt, then America falls apart as well because our debt is holding up the government. Our loans. Sorry, break that down. <laughs> I don't know like that, bro. I'm just saying like our, our <laughs> loans, <laughs> right? Like, like, like the fake, the symbol of our loans is how they understand we have this income coming in. It's all fake though. But I'm just saying we're going we're gonna to go through like a civil war. It's not going to be pretty. What? America is going to be turned to a third world country. China is going to give us. You know how you know how America go to other countries to give democracy. Yes. China going to give us communism. order, <laughs> like communism. And they're just, they're, they're going to be like you know we're going to stay until y'all are stable. You know we're, we don't be we don't plan to be here forever the way we do with Afghanistan everywhere else. They're going to be there for a hot minute. We're all going to be speaking Mandarin right now. Nihama shia shia, bro. It's coming. That's racist, bro. And no, it's not. How's that racist? I said they're like I'm preparing. I'm preparing for. I'm preparing for. Bro, the first of all, you said in 80 years, and then you said I'm four I'm, presidents. I'm gonna live until like that happens, bro. I'm gonna prepare my great grand, great great grandchildren. How old are you right now? 22. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna live to like 150. I think. 150. Technology, bro. Stem cell research is different. Okay, Joe. <laughs> no, bro. Like, it's, it's out there, bro. Gay blood transfusions. I'm gonna clone myself, bro. Cause I have to, I have to prepare my great grandchildren. I have to prepare my seeds for this. About, like, what is it, what the Sharia say about that? Bro? Well, you tell me. What is the Sharia on it? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Speculate. 
I think that Sharia would be like, yeah, why not go for it, bro? Like, take care of your body. Clone yourself? I mean, isn't it me? Like, why well, I'm in, like, I'm not mini. <laughs> Literally. That's Mahdi. Like, I'm not Mahdi. <laughs> so you're telling me that I can have a Literally. kid, which is cloning Literally. myself. Mahdi. But I can't Shh. clone myself? Shh. Shh. What are you talking about? Literally, break it down. Don't shush me. Use intellect, Hussein. Try to explain to me why I'm wrong. Okay, I don't know what the cloning process would look like, which I think would probably be, like, an important factor. But you're also not extending your, like, your lifespan or your livable, like, time on Earth by having a child. I mean, you are metaphorically, but... I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, that's ti- you walking like, around. <laughs> 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 you just got me lost in my train of thought. So, wh- so... Oh, what's the difference? Yeah, he's not you, bro. And it's not, like... Okay, you asked me two questions. Number one, I'll, I'll answer the first one. I think like extending oh, your lifespan, <laughs> extending your lifespan is like actually like I don't see why it'd be hot on, but I'll be like also it's like the dunya you, you ain't supposed to love the dunya like that. But uh, I I th- I th- I think be bro. <laughs> yeah, but I I I'd extend my life if I was cold. How long? Like as long as I need to. Me and Mama had a D, bro. So as fast as my molar comes, you know, like, like, okay, Hussein, if you could extend your life long enough to meet Imam Ati, wouldn't you? Um, they didn't teach me that Mufid, bro, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yo, uh, I think actually it'd be really interesting. Like a lot of people hit, hit you up like, how's Mufid? Mm-hmm. Um, would you be willing to talk about that on the podcast? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they want from me. Okay, what is Mufid? <clears throat> Mufid is a... Or an Islamic seminary, um, obviously, like, run in America, so it's all done in English. And it's also designed to be, like, a part-time program so that if you're a student pursuing, like, a bachelor's degree, like, in undergrad, you'll still have the flexibility to be able to participate in these classes. So they do that by either having, like, evening classes or like really, really early morning classes. Um, you like it? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so we were the first cohort. So for the, so obviously like the first of anything is like an experiment, right? So for the first year, I'd say our Arabic learning, like our Arabic language learning as far as like the grammar and stuff wasn't very good just because we were trying to figure it out. Um, this past year, like, so this last summer and, um, now this semester, we're using a different curriculum, which is really good. And I think we've been making a lot of progress with that, but I, I still think that we're technically like a year behind as far as that's concerned. But like the other classes that they've offered outside of that have been amazing. I just don't, to be honest, I don't know exactly what they're like overall end goal is for the students like what they want their what ideally would be it would look like for them to like see their see from their students after they graduate Mm -hmm. um also they have like they say they have a graduation time of like three years (coughs) but i don't think it's gonna take i I think it's gonna take way longer depending on what they want from us like if they (coughs) want if they just want it to be like very competent community members or like community leaders potentially and i think that's easy to accomplish and you can do that in three years right 
but if they want us to be like, I don't know. If they want, if they want to open paths to like heavyweight scholarship for us in the future, like other pla- like abroad or overseas or whatever. I mean, first of all, just the way it's looking now, don't look too hot. Number one, number two, I don't know what the vision with that would be for. So I guess my th- that would be like I guess my biggest question for like what they want from us. Um, but I've enjoyed my time there. And when people ask me what's up with Mufid, I I just don't know exactly what to tell them because I don't know what answer, like what idea they're trying to form. You're very intellectual, saying you be like say a lot of stuff be going over my head, bro. Like, like what did so, I just say that went over talking. your head? <laughs> sometimes you talk, I just be losing interest, and it's not because like what you're saying is not interesting. It's because it's just like it's very it's very in depth. Like you, your brain works very differently than me. <laughs> but but that's why I always appreciate hearing your thoughts. Like you talk about stuff, and I'm like. I just I'm listening to how you think because you can in you real can, time you could understand <laughs> like people talking teaches you how they think and when I hear you think I hear you walk through everything so particularly I mean I'm like this is so systematic <laughs> me I'm just like I'd be jumping at things <laughs> it's very it's very interesting yeah I was talking to someone about the podcast I was talking to someone about the podcast. Mm. And they were like, it's so funny listening to you and Mahdi, especially like knowing you guys. <laughs> because I can hear you, again, he's like talking about me. He's like, I can hear you talking. And I can hear like the brain, like the cogs moving as you're forming the sentence yes. in your yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you're always, and if you're talking about anything controversial, you always like <laughs> basically leave yourself a back door. Yes. <laughs> you, know? you, you, t- you talk slower. You have, you have way more space. Like, Happenstance, potential, like uh, all <laughs> yeah. these safe words, all these maybe, possibly, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he was like, at versus mad, he just says what he thinks, like, he just says what he feels. For better or for worse, <laughs> mostly for worse. <laughs> it was funny, that's very funny. So, like, would you like, I mean, I guess, long story short, like, if someone was like interested in, like, you know, increasing their Islamic knowledge, um, and like they're in school, would you, would you, would you uh, recommend them try out Mufid? It depends on. I think it would depend for me. It depends on what they want to do. Like if they want to, like some I know some people, some of the students in the program are like they have a mind towards, um, like community organization slash like, uh, working in government and trying to use their influence there to like better the the status or the position of Muslims in the country. Right. For someone like that, I'd say no. Because someone like that doesn't need to spend three years learning Arabic grammar, you know. <laughs> That's like very particular. Yeah, like for scholarly nerds. Basically, like yeah. the reason I'm doing it is because I want to be able to like open like source material in Arabic, look at it, and be like, I have an idea. I at le- at the bare minimum have a very good idea of what's being talked about here. And give me the spark notes, right? <laughs> that's yeah. how you're going and Matthew with the spark notes <laughs> <laughs> I put in my YouTube scripts no Matthew with, Matthew's funny because like last semester um, it was like the end of the spring and so like you know it was warming up or whatever and I'd get in, I'd get in his car and we'd drive somewhere but I'd be in class and I'd put it on like the speaker of his car or something and he'd just be listening and he'd be like subhanallah <laughs> 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 those classes are fire bro yeah, yeah, I was bro. actually missing some like I was hearing like I remember just hearing like snippets and I was like your teacher is good mashallah no mashallah they, we had like some top notch and like some top quality 
uh, scholars. Yeah, very. very like, I don't know how much English. they want. They'd want me to like mention their names, so I'm not going to. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. some high quality um, teachers. Well, may Allah bless them. Inshallah. Um, you guys heard it from Hussein. If you want to know more about Mufid, DM him. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> DM him. Um, I want to get back to the apocalypse, bro. Okay. I genuinely think China ruling America is a possibility. Cause think about think about communism, bro. People talk about China a lot in this country, like China negative this, China negative that, bro. They got a billion people on lockdown. We can't control like a million, bro. Look at like Travis all Scott the same concert. Person, bro. They're all the same person. What you mean, bro? <laughs> you have like so. Okay, that's hold racist, hold bro. Hold on, hold on. That's not what I meant. Oh, I was like, yo, no, they all the same person. That's not what I meant. I mean, like the avenues they have to like, um, go, go into for like career or like interest. Ain't that equal? Ain't that better than here? We got a million different people. Maybe so. Here, I was listening to an argument. You know, for like <laughs> I was listening to an argument for. It wasn't like specifically an argument for capitalism but i think what it it becomes an argument for capitalism um and one of the things that they were saying was that <clears throat> when you live in a society they call it extractive when you live in an extract a society with extractive economic and political institutions what that means is that people aren't allowed to find find their strengths and pursue their strengths Right. And so you're limited as far as like your economic potential because you don't have these people. You don't have like you don't have access to the next Jeff Bezos because Jeff Bezos might have to. I don't know, be a freaking Olympic lifter and smash world records there. You you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if, if they don't have the choice. To pursue these different like career paths or avenues, then they'll be stuck in something that doesn't utilize their potential to the to the fullest not that we need another jeff bezos necessarily but like <clears throat> that's the argument and I, I see like the people who are best at what they're best yeah at exactly won't be able to do won't be able to do what they're best at. yeah and that was just like one aspect they also mentioned <clears throat> they were talking about like how important i never thought about this but like i thought about it after reading this they were talking about like how important property rights are for like the economic um potential of a or, uh, or an, yeah of a of a, co of a S company country and they were like if if someone has insecure property rights either because the government will take it away from them if it's successful or other people will take it away from them and the government won't punish those other people for taking it away from them then no one's going to be incentivized to do anything because they're going to get taken away i was like and I also realized, like, <coughs> property right is also a big concept within Islam as well. If you read, yeah, that's very big. You can't even pray on someone's land, yeah, without, if you without read, their permission. If you read, uh, aka all of our salads don't count. <laughs> Woo! I never, I, I never asked no Native American man, Indigenous man. Hey, yo, can I pray here? Woo! That's a, that's that's some heavy stuff. I anyway. never, I never asked. Anyway, one. anyway. <laughs> Savala, you bring up some good points. Not a single point. one. You bring up some good points. 
How does how? Mm, we'll get that later. Hold on, hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on. Put a pin in that. Anyways, if you read um, Muhammad Bakr Sadr, his book, uh, our our economy, he talks about. He basically like talks goes in depth about communism and goes in depth about capitalism. And one of the big things he mentions about communism that he doesn't agree with and like that he that he argues that Islam doesn't agree with is the is this the is this idea that you don't like you can't own anything and like property property rights don't exist. And he's like this is absolutely like un-Islamic. Un-Islamic. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Um and so it was kind of like all connecting in my head as I was as I was reading these different Articles and books and stuff, you know, pretty cool stuff. But anyway. I'm not talking about things from the Islamic perspective. I'm saying like, as a, like, a U.S. versus China, forgot, who winning? I forgot bro? what you what you asked me. I just get like U.S. versus I China, just, like, who winning, out. bro? No, what was the you, you <laughs> China? <laughs> they have more people. Their IQs on average are way higher. Oh, uh-huh. they way hungrier mm-hmm. because of the oppression. Oppressed people better, bro. Have you seen like Have you seen immigrants work say, versus us here? Have you seen immigrants to work, bro? I know you've had these awful jobs that only illegal aliens be having. I've worked plenty of jobs where everyone around me was an illegal alien. They were putting in the work. <laughs> <laughs> me, I was dozing. I'm kind of, uh, what? Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my original point, bro, was like, dude, the way the world's ending up, everything, we're going to stop having wars physically, and we're going to just have cyber cold wars. Constantly, I don't know what constant, that means. Constant, constant. I'll, I'll explain. Like cyber threat actors. This is why I can nerd out. In a world where everything is connected, everything is going to be done online digitally. All of our banking, all of our news, like everything's more and more and more online, mm-hmm. and it is the best way to manipulate people because everyone is in this one space. Like literally, like I mean, I know these people are biased. I don't, I don't really trust the Facebook execs and every and everything, but they say. That China and Russia are literally using like engineering Facebook and Twitter and social media to like influence Americans. So like change our perception of events happening in our country, make up things happening hmm. to make us act a certain way. Give an example. Like um I think people I think there was like some stuff being faked in like during the uh like last year, beginning of the Black Lives Matter protests. Like that that was an example. Like things would happen that were like during different times. A video we posted, like reposted, but because like the current uh, turmoil of the country, you know, like like basically the whole incentive is like you can just control people now online. You don't have to put boots on the ground. Look at the Rohingya Muslims, like um, uh, Rohingya Muslims in uh, where was that? Indonesia. Rohingya, bro, you tested my geography. Yeah, yeah, like... I don't, I don't know where, but like basically the Rohingya Muslim genocide. Am I, like, Myanmar. This, yeah, yeah, Myanmar, Myanmar. During, during like that uh, damn near a genocide that was done through Facebook. That was done because WhatsApp and Facebook were default apps and Facebook paid for that to be a thing in the stores in Myanmar. So everyone would open up Facebook because it was defaultly downloaded on their phone. Mm-hmm. It was their news source. And because of Facebook's AdSense system, you can target specific people, specific ad campaigns. So imagine if I take your neighborhood and I put a picture of your face everywhere. And I say, this guy's a pedophile. Ooh. Everyone on your block sees on their phone that you a pedophile. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to double like question Facebook? No, one, no, half of them won't. So did they do that to these Rohingyans? They, they did the, that, that was 
like the campaign. They did a campaign, basically like, spreading like false, uh, false news of like Muslims like wreaking crime and havoc. Like basically mm. this idea, like oh they're coming in here, they're they're raping, they're killing, they're pillaging everybody. Look 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 at this attack. Wasn't look, it Buddhists that were killing? Yeah them? yeah. Bro, these the Buddhists went different. I thought they're so peaceful, bro. But <laughs> load, bro. I know, I know. That was that was like the understanding I had. I too. thought they like don't kill, bro. They were going to town the, on these. Hmm. Subhanallah. Dude, so like Facebook did that by basically, and I, I wasn't directly Facebook, but people were basically advertising using Facebook yeah, system, using, yeah, yeah. exploiting it. So this can be done on like to anybody mm-hmm. essentially, and. The tech companies don't care because like, the biggest incentive and motive is money. Mm-hmm. And this is the whole problem with capitalism. I'm with the bag because I need the bag. But if the only metric is the bag, then nothing else matters. But the bag is fake. And it's like, how are we acting like this thing that's fake that's made up? Like, after a certain point, we have to be like, we have to find a new currency that's like not monetary that influences our lives. That forces us to behave a certain way. I don't know. I don't know if we need like a, some kind of like what's a social credit system, like China. Like we need something like <laughs> we need something like money and like some social credit or something because yeah. people will do anything for money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. And again, I <clears throat> the commun the communist slash socialist like project in the places where it was implemented, and you can like I guess you point to a lot of different reasons why that happened including like pressure from foreign powers um but they failed but one of the things that i thought was interesting was like their goals and so one of the like goals of like communist russia for example was like to change the the nature of man right mm-hmm. it's like can we change the nature and make it so that man doesn't have to work for doesn't have to work so that he can provide what he needs and can we instead change that like kind of incentive structure and make it so that man works because of love for, for example, like love for his country. Mm-hmm. Like he has all his needs taken care of. And so now his, the reason for why he's working changes and like they'll, he, they'll still be willing to do that because of this new motivation, like something, something else, something like higher, if you will, quote unquote. That'd be cool on paper, but with you can only no, do that no, with yeah. God though. It, 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 they don't believe in God. <laughs> It was, and that's why I'm saying like it was interesting. Like, I th- I think there there could be something there, um, but I don't they're know. too godless, bro. Religion is the only thing that can like unite people to make them think like outside themselves for real, for real, for real. Like you don't see anything else that does it. <sighs> like it just don't. It's not biased at all. It's not biased at all. Mm. Look at Mecca, bro. That's the only place on earth you see that many diverse amount of people doing the same thing, bro. And you know how many people get groped up in Mecca, bro? Bro, groped that's, up, that's bro. an act. Bro, calm down. That don't happen. Bro. Groped that's up, That's bro. fake news. No, it's not, bro. Oh, wait. Are you kidding me, bro? I am dead serious. No, no, no. Shut first up. All, you're all, telling me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. First of all. You're telling me in Mecca people get groped? First of all, men and women, number one. But especially women, bro. That there, I've seen so many stories on like TikTok of these women be like, yeah, bro. I was in Mecca. I was doing Hajj. I was making my tawaf peacefully. And I just, someone grabbed some cheek and then kept it moving. Like I didn't even know who it was, because there's so many people. 
bro, what if they're like grabbing for like something else? It wasn't. In- that's what I'm saying, bro. It's not. Is it intentional gropage at Mecca? Bro, it happens too much for it to be like. How do you know, bro? I've been, bro. I've been in a. Ha- you, you've I, been in Hadam's pack. I got groped in a Hadam couple's <laughs> eyes. We've all been groped. That <laughs> we're good for love of mom. Never bro. been groped in Hadam. Ever? No, bro. We, the security guard pat you down. That's gropage. So Sane's wife's here, by the way, and she's saying that. Yes. It it do happen. Yes, bro. That is absolutely revolting, bro. I've never been. So who's I've doing this been, groping I've though? That's my question. In doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Probably men. Sometimes so, so, women. So I don't you know. Think, <laughs> so people are going in like the house of God. And groping? Do you think? Do you know how many people go there? Do you think every single one of them is like, like this? Pious, super pious, Muslim, just bro. My my world is shattering around me, bro. <laughs> nothing, nothing is sacred anymore. People don't care. I I would think like in the front of the like Kaaba, like uh, Saudi Arabia. Bro, we've all been mm-hmm. we've all been on like trips or something yeah. or like gone I'm so to like now. Muslim spaces and then been appalled at the wildness that we've seen in those spaces. <sighs> Correct or no? Unfortunately, you're right. Yes. I'm very disappointed now. You just killed my whole buzz. I did not know people got groped in my kid. Bro, they groped up, bro. Dude, stop saying it like that. Stop <laughs> saying they get groped up, bro. <laughs> JS, bro. Problematic. <laughs> JS. That's sad. That's sad, bro. Who, I'm just saying, like, what sick freak is like, yeah, back here. Go to a mall at least. Some people aren't there. Not, not encouraging. Some, I'm not some. encouraging. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, know, I know they're doing the malls, but I'm like. No, like, but some people aren't like. Some people aren't there. Like, you don't think there are people that are there that are just there to like. That don't get any kind of action anywhere else in their lives. And that are just there to grab some boot. Like, that would not surprise me. In the, that would are not you surprise sure, me bro? at all, bro. Like, like that level of incelness? Yes, bro. Bro, you can find that here. You can find that here. No, that's I've never in my mind in my life had a thought like this is a crowd of people. <laughs> I could do anything and you said you. Dude, do people think like this? Sometimes places with like very strict um brown people. Not brown people, but very strict uh repressed it can lead to that. Like, very strict gender interactions, right? Yeah. It can lead to a lot of, like... I got groped definitely a couple times in Iraq. Incelly repression. Um, Yeah. Is that a theory? Is this something you read, or...? No, this is just, like... You you want to give your wife a mic, bro? That's not the thing. She keeps talking. If you're super isolated from women, you're not really having many interactions with them, probably not listening to their experiences. I mean, maybe it would make someone who has those kinds of issues more comfortable with those types of behaviors. I don't know. Just an idea. I I get it. I get it. But I think it's just so funny to see, like, how different environments form our psyche. Because, like, literally, I think the American mindset is completely different. I think, if anything, 
it's easier for you to feel more comfortable with sin the less people are around you. Like if you're somewhere like like we we talked like one of our earlier early episodes like if you're Muslim and you're going to campus college mm-hmm. and people around you don't know who you are. Oh, I guess that's their version of it. They get lost in the crowd. Yes, bro. It's it's anonymous, bro. That's disgusting though. That's rapey, bro. Yes. How do you touch a stranger without consent? <laughs> that's revolting, bro. I can't. In front of like Haram and like Kaaba, bro, like you go to hell. Bro. <laughs> I, I, I can't say you go to hell, but like I can't imagine. Like, bro, you got a lesson to learn. That's weird. Yeah, bro. Bro, dude, be getting felt up too. I be no, I be got felt but broke I, up, bro. I, I, <laughs> stop saying it like that, yo. You got groped up. No, I didn't this, go to this is the episode that gets us. I didn't canceled. go to. I didn't go to. Like, groped up. <laughs> now I got groped up. I I give this one guy a look in Iraq, like it was pretty bad, and I was like. I, I spoke to him in English because I was so pissed. <laughs> he did something. I was like, yo. And I, I was like, back up off me, bro. Let you wait too close behind me. It was like a me. rando? It was a random dude. He did not know me. And like, mm. and he got way too close. I was like, yo, you can you back up? And he looked at me like triggered. <laughs> well, I was like, I don't know. like, Yeah, I, I can I can comfortably say that I've never been like touched in the haram. Um and I've been packed to, you know, you be packed like sardines in that drone, but But that's different because in the Haram, you have your hands raised so you don't die. Bro, but you can tell the difference between, like, that's a, true. a brush that's or, like, true. a touch accidentally yeah. and, like, a grab and squeeze, bro. There's a way of, like, having your hand out in the crowd, like, you looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but you're like, you're looking like, you know, you're like, you're like Thor, like, Biomi, or like, you know, you're looking for something <laughs> that like, come in your hand. And I think that's, like... That's absolutely revolting, dude. Is it just men groping or woman groping? It's probably majority men. Ninety nine point nine percent men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be groping. I don't know what the issue is with men. <laughs> like, is this something like ninety percent of the awful like crimes? It's just men do like <laughs> like theft, murder, assault, like groping. Just men. Mm. Why do you think that is? We have the power. Wow. I mean, a woman's psyche would completely wow, change wow. if they had like the physical power. You think that's the only difference? I think that's like the main difference because it's like testosterone. Like I hate, ugh, it's not masculine like morally masculine, but like the trait that we call masculine based off of like the physicality of what testosterone does to somebody is they get aggressive physically and sexually. Yeah, and that's just what happens. And I'm not saying like oh that's just what happens. Boys will be boys. I'm saying like that's like the physical repercussion. Like. And if you're not like keeping that in check, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. If a lot it, of people don't, yeah, because it, it takes tr- a different kind of training to keep it in check. The same way it takes training for women to do like a different version of that for themselves, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So it's like, but I think like, like you hear story. I hear Bill Burr talked about getting groped. The female he talked about a female comedian. Um, she opened up for him, and she was walking behind the stage. He was walking towards the stage. She was walking away from it. And she smacked by and got uh, like a handful, like compl- like he was like basically traumatized. Like Billboard wouldn't say traumatized, uh-huh. but he always talked about. It. He was like, "Screw that woman!" Like mm-hmm. I felt so humiliated. The point being made, like I guess like some people just have to have it in them, like testosterone slash physical power. Yeah, I th- I think that's the biggest factor. Mm. <laughs> so Zena brings a good point, bringing some new female perspective in the in the misogynistic podcast space we got. It's just two men <laughs> two men thinking we need some female perspective. Like 
what about accountability? I mean, I slapped that out of my son if he was wilding out. I mean, yeah, but I think the I think the argument, if I understand correctly, is that in l- amongst like broader society, men are handled m- more fragilely, even even in cases where they're like asserting their like quote unquote dominance over a woman. So like, you might like, in mm-hmm. a lot of places, like a lot of say it. I know you're gonna a say lot it. of third world countries, right? <laughs> but even here, it's it's present. I'm not saying it's not present yeah. here. But, like, this is just an easy example. Like, a woman will get advanced on by a man, and then, like, the rea- she might tell her mom, and the reaction from the mom will be like, what did you do? And then, like, she's like, yo, mom, I felt hella uncomfortable. I was scared at this moment. And the <laughs> like, what were you like, wearing? That's what why. were you wearing? That's what not, did yeah. you do? That's crazy. You must have done something to, like, the assumption, like, the assumption is, like, you must have done something to get that response. Men being held accountable is the most important thing in terms of the way that holding the companies accountable for their actions is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And we kind of do view women like we always tell women do this, do that. And it's kind of like telling us the consumers like, Hey, recycle, recycle. And exactly. it's like, shut up <laughs> about me. Tell the government to stop making a nuclear bomb every year. And we will like get a hundred years ahead of this issue. Mm-hmm. So I think like ultimately men are to blame. And like, if men were checked, then the issue would be solved because no woman can really rape a man. And like, it's just different. Like, like it hypothetically, unless if there's could, like, a, like, I know, I know yeah. what you mean. But like, like, you have to kidnap a dude and, like, have inject him with like, drugs. Clean it out. Clean it out. You, you want me to say that actually on the podcast? I'm, no, I'm saying clean it out. Okay, like. okay, okay. I would say that, basically, hypothetically, if we can control every man to keep him accountable for their actions, it, everything will be solved. For the in most terms, part, yeah. In terms of, like... Because it's very difficult. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's very difficult for, like, women to rape men, for example. Bro, if a woman try to rape... You, you, th- you want to knock her out like a stranger, brother? Point point being, <laughs> huh? Woman raping men? It don't happen a lot. It happened like that's a Zainab a lot. Income and what's a in lot? Comparison. Yeah, I think a thousand men in the world a year it is impossible. I mean, I'm talking about without like, and I, well, first of all, I did say that it does happen. Number one, number two. I'm I'm talking about. Does like, a mic next time, bro? She, he, I she, know she. <laughs> I'm talking about. It's rejected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about like playing fields being equal, like level, like level playing field. Yeah, a woman needs to be pre- be prepared like Batman to rape a dude. You tell me, Bell. Oh, Patreon episode. I thought we done with these. <laughs> she do gotta be like, yeah, she gotta be prepped like Batman to take advantage of a man. Like it's just different. I think like if yeah, men men are men are uh, the ones that if if we control male behavior, then the issue is practically gone. Um, enough to like make a world difference. But if you control woman behavior again, it's like, but they are the victims. Like again, it's like it's it's. I think the Amazon example is like really. Yeah, like, I mean, I think I think I think you did a fine job. But I will say that, like, on a different note, mm-hmm. we don't talk about male issues. We don't talk about some male issues, yes. Like, bro, I don't think being ma- like, I, here's what I don't get with the feminism these days, bro. I don't think women have a harder society than men in America. In America, mm-hmm. like, what? How? I'm just curious about where this idea of women being oppressed came from because I think it just came from because white they've America. been a, no they've been oppressed like it's from the bro, white man though no, it's not all women it's, it's a white man Matthew, it's up. the white man listen, listen to me. and only the me. white listen woman complain but listen. they made the white man they made the white devil they made the white devil are you listening to me are you listening to me I'm listening to you.
women oppression has existed for as long as women have existed, bro. Not true. You saying you saying Adam, Prophet Adam, oppressed Eve. <laughs> like, excluding their prophet. La haula. <laughs> anyway, exclu- la haula. Anyway, excluding their prophet. Yeah, bro. yeah. But for a long time, we had women that were not able to access for specific things. We had we had men in freaking fields about women leading the research on women, not taking any input from women. Like I don't. Like, That's I don't. I don't. I think it's stupid. It's it's just as stupid as someone saying that. Yeah, because black people, um, as far as like the letter of the law, can enjoy as many luxuries as white people can today. That means that in society today, there is no such thing as a pressure for black people. It's the same kind of Here's logic. The it's the same kind of logic. What's the difference? The difference is that black people were segregated in society. But we're acting like rich women weren't marrying rich men. Okay, they still weren't allowed to do things. They still didn't have. What would they want to do besides chill? What, what the buzz? Do you, mean, do you want you? to do? Like, if you weren't married to a, a rich man, you didn't. You you didn't have a life as a woman. That that makes a difference. There's a reason why people were trying looking to get married to these rich men. I'm being. I'm. I was trolling you like for the last twenty minutes. I don't know if you know this. I know. I actually. I'm actually a feminist. I believe that women are oppressed. I this, just this episode is devolving. Okay, okay, no, no. <laughs> I'm actually a feminist. I I believe women are oppressed. I just don't like how feminism sounds. I don't no, like the arguments. No, no, feminism it annoys me, bro. It annoys me. Okay, those are two separate things. I definitely am with the fact that women are oppressed. But as a male feminist, trigger me and talking about woman woman oppression outside of like what is that male? Fe- uh, you mean like simp's? No, worse <laughs> than worse than simp's. Worse than simp's. <laughs> Parasitical white knights, bro, or like, or like dudes the who are like, who are like feminists like, to get girls. Yes, that's a that's no, a obviously, yeah, but yeah. like, there can two things can be true. There can be issues with the way that Western feminism is portrayed, and like yeah. the ideas that some of the ideas that they champion. There can be issues with that, and then there can also be, uh, like, the existence of let's just say oppression of of women. And for for and for women against women, you you want me to be real? You want me honest? Mm. I'm tired. I'm tired of censoring myself. <laughs> I believe that women are oppressed. Absolutely, they have real they have real struggles. But I don't like hearing white women talking about it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like hearing white feminists talking about it because. I I know I should care. I know I actually care. Like, I literally respect women. Like, what I mean by that? Like, I open doors. I never, like, you know, I, 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 no, no, no. I'm being serious. I'm like, like, traditionally, like, even like, unless someone's being overtly disrespectful to me, I like give women way more pass, even if I don't know them in real life, mm. than men. Whatever, man. You're having a bad day. Call man, pe- people, man, whatever. But white feminists hurt me. they hurt me i don't like it because they hate the patriarchy but they were like they made it they birthed it how did they They birthed it how did they they birthed it it? they birthed it during during slate during slavery they were saying nothing about black slaves bro and they were a part of the system and they're like they're benefiting off of it and they hopped on the jump the moment like here, here's all i need when white feminism was in its inception they weren't trying to let black women involved 
Mm. Damn them for that. Okay. You're not woke for that. <laughs> I hate that. That is stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying what I'm saying is logical. I'm just saying I don't like hearing about it from white because you know you know who I hear from? I hear from white girls who are from rich households who went to a good high school that let them get into a good SAT program, that let them get into a good college. Where is your oppression, Samantha? Where is it, Nicole? I'm confused. Be quiet and let the black woman in the back talk. Let the queen speak. I'm just confused by it. That's my honest take on it. I don't care that you you are hypothetically like you are rich. I don't like rich people talking about oppression in general. And it's just like I I I know they oppress. I get it. I get like if this lady walks into like a space with a bunch of sexist men, they're gonna treat her wrong, and that shouldn't happen. But I just don't like hearing her talk about it. Whenever I could hear a black woman talking about it, <laughs> or a Mexican woman talking, or any other woman, like like yo, even if you look at the oppression levels of white woman, white woman historically versus like Arab woman, bro, we'll be more oppressed, bro. Let's break down the cultural like yeah pressure, bro. Or Asian woman? Come on, bro. I don't know. It's just sorry. Yes, ain't up. <laughs> so I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I think some of your points were like really valid when it comes to white women and white feminism. However, me personally, I think I'm pretty like. I'm I'm just really tired of people bringing this up whenever, like any any women's issue, um, comes up to invalidate the argument. I, or maybe mm-hmm. that's not the intention, but it definitely feels very like invalidating, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I I just feel like for a long time, especially in the Muslim community, like whenever like. If if you just mention the word feminism, it's like it's over for you. Like yeah. you can't even continue forming your argument because people are so caught up on just that term, right? Um, so I guess kind of like what Hussein was saying earlier is like there are different types, there are different perspectives within that. Um, but again, I I think like one thing that I could I could say is. Women are definitely suffering when it comes to, like, the fashion industry and beauty standards and just how they are incredibly, like, sexualized Mm -hmm. for everything. Um, To even, like, no matter what you're wearing, honestly, um, a lot of times I just don't feel safe. Like, it's very normal for us to just avoid certain places at certain times because we don't feel safe just walking outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so to live that way, and yes, okay, maybe emotionally, like, we are more cared for or are given more sympathy and things like that. Um, that's definitely true. But I think the the lasting effects of, let's say, the negative aspects of patriarchy definitely is something that women are still suffering from. Yeah, <laughs> that's facts. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. Yeah. He just doesn't like to hear from white women. 
I'm okay hearing it from you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm open to it. It's just also like a little bit of my personal experience. Like growing up, like when you're like in those teenage debating days, there's like a couple of, be, I'll keep it above. There's like a couple of like feminine, very, very like uh, vocal feminist girls to like form my opinion about feminists in my brain. And they're all white and annoying about it. And it was like, all these girls were talking about it. I was like, y'all are some of the richest people I know. Shut up. I don't know. But no, I, I, I agree with, with what you're saying. Even in this one women's studies class that I have taken, um, they talked about one of the men actually end up benefiting a lot more than women when it comes to feminist ideas because oftentimes they're given much more compassion and they're taught by feminist mothers to emotionally regulate themselves, to validate their feelings, right? So many times guys will call each other like, like gay or simp for these types of things, but emotionally, right, they benefit from it a whole lot more, um, especially when a son is raised to be an equal as the sister, right, or as a daughter, right? Um, as they develop, you know, it, it that, that shapes their whole world perspective, right? They're less entitled. They're more allowed to feel their emotions and things like that that you were talking about as well. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, like, a lot of men feel as though they have to be very defensive when it comes to feminist ideas. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I don't know. I, I think in, in many ways, men or at least like the future generations can really benefit from it. Not in all ways, right? There, there are still a lot of problematic things within the whole feminist movement. But maybe men don't have to be as defensive about it as they think. Here's my, uh, here's my question. Do you think... That feminism is like red pill. And what I mean by that is you don't like Hussein. You don't like red pill because you're like red pill. Basically, do you know what red pill is, Zainab? He has an idea from okay. our podcast. So like <laughs> red pill people like there, there's we find benefit on it, quote unquote. Mm. But it comes with all this baggage that's really stupid and false. And the benefit in red pill can just be found in Islam. Mm. Do you think that's the same thing with feminism? Hussein? Why do you say my name like that? <laughs> I was just saying that. Well, I want obviously I want to know Zainab's perspective, but like you're holding the mic right now. Taban. I'll give it I'll, I'll pass it to Zainab. She's a Smallah. What what a feminist right there. Smallah. She's Great a, example. She's the star of this uh, podcast right now. Absolutely. Your name's gonna be in the title, Zainab. Wait, just repeat the question. Okay, like um I I'll, I'll explain what Red Pill is just so there's like no uh poor communication on my end. Red Pill is basically like this I basically it's the male version of feminist feminism but it's a lot more toxic so there's ideas like basically guys join red pill because they get cheated on or they can't get a girlfriend or like they have they have unsuccessful relationships with women and all those unsuccessful relationships they find correlations of all these different similar experiences and what they conclude to basically is that okay women want money you need to treat women poorly never put her first never put her on a pedestal you know like all these kinds of notions and the good things that come with it is like always focus on yourself don't put your like don't don't put someone else's happiness above your own because you need to be like independent like kind of like some things are like good common sense stuff you know like be successful have goals those are like good things but they mix it all together and then what happens to men is men are like men are told hey g be red pill so it's like you're telling this guy to be misogynistic and stupid 
and you're acting like he needs to be those things to have this good advice. When in reality, let's say, because we're Muslims, we would just say he just needs Islam. Do you think that feminism is similar to that or do you think it doesn't that doesn't apply? So is feminism similar to red pill? Yeah, in the sense that like it has these things, it has very valid concerns and arguments and like good things that you can take from it. But because of the things in it that aren't necessary that are problematic and because technically whatever is in feminism that's good should already be in Islam. Do we need feminism? So it's hard to just like refer to feminism as a monolith because Mm -hmm. there are just different types of it and each type is trying to achieve something different. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, some are going to be focused on like maybe women being liberated in their, in their way of dressing. Um, And then like, I think like what has become more popular is just the idea that women can just choose for themselves, whatever the buns they want to do. Right. Um, um, so I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not sure like what specific type of feminism that you're referring to. Right. Like, so some of it might be toxic, right. Um, or, or it might not. Um, I, I, I'm just trying to say that in, in some ways, like feminism, you know, it's, it depends on which perspective we're talking about. Like which feminism. Right. Because um, if we look at how it benefits men, not always, but in some ways, mm-hmm. um, I think it really just relieves a lot of these toxic expectations that society has placed for men um, to achieve. Um, that's That's why I feel like it can create more healthy relationships. And people always try to say, oh, well, like, you know, it's it's all about the door thing or it's, um, mm-hmm. you know, things that like women are offended by because, you know, you offer to hold her groceries or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think these expectations are a lot more than that. Um, so I don't, I don't think I'm answering your question. I mean, you don't have to I just I think I think. Like the answer to your question is yes, but I also think that you can say that with anything. Like, yeah. oh, the issues with capitalism is that it has these good aspects and these negative aspects, mm-hmm. and really all we need is Islam that bring all the goodness out of it, basically. Which so is like over... <laughs> it's, it is an oversimplification. A gross oversimplification. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Islam is the answer, <laughs> and it does have it contain the good from feminism, right? Whatever good there is to be had there. <clears throat> but what does that mean? Like, what does that mean for us? I mean, we don't know how to apply it. Type B. Yeah. But anyways, I I, I do want to like kind of ask Zainab this question because she was talking about like the more compassionate guy m- dude basically who's like maybe uh not as much burdened by like ideas of masculinity and being macho and keeping his feelings in or whatnot. But I also, well, I do think that there is definitely a benefit in being in tune with your like emotions. I also think i also believe and maybe this is societal maybe this is a societal thing but like women don't like dudes who are like super emo- super duper emotional women don't like dudes who are like woman <laughs> they like dudes who are like dudes like like <laughs> like 
I can like I, I remember I was looking at some studies. I I guess I can li- we can link them like in the description below. But like there have been studies done on this where like women are self-reporting like I don't want a dude to do to like if he's faced with this situation to his reaction to be like to cry for example and maybe that's like because of their own toxic ideas of masculinity but i i just think practically like if you're faced with a situation you and your husband are faced with a situation and it's like getting stressful right and then you're stressed and you look at your husband and he's like in tears like (laughs) he's crying you have to be the rock (laughs) don't worry baby i got us he's like in tears and he's like doesn't even have a clue what to do because he's just so like overwhelmed emotionally i think most women will look at that dude like yo you got it uh you good bro yeah let me cry bro (laughs) what do you think what do you think i mean i think you have a good point like women are some of the biggest upholders of these toxic ideas of what masculinity is why do you think it's toxic what, what, what like that circum? Do you so think I that's do you think that's toxic? Because okay, so the men are always saying women are so emotional, right? They can't control themselves, this and that. But if anything, men also express express a lot of emotion, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Fully grown men, like it, it's it's so strange that in our society that fully grown men can throw a tantrum, like yeah. flip over tables, start yelling uncontrollably, beat people up, and that's like understood as what men do. Right. You're absolutely correct on that. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is like there are benefits in in boys. Right. From a young age being taught emotional regulation. Right. So it it doesn't mean that you can't it. It doesn't mean that like you cry all the time. Right. But like letting allowing kids to process things like thinking about their actions thinking about how things make them feel right mm-hmm. allowing them to cry doesn't mean that they're going to grow up to be cry, cry babies right Th- that's a very good point i just think the distinction is important yeah because i think like what w- at least and i'm not saying you're saying this but what i was hearing like based on what you're saying i was my mind was going towards a conclusion of like what i hear other feminists say when they're talking about like men benefiting on feminism which is basically like it looks like a bunch of men being raised by a woman and i don't think some woman can do it but it's like there's you know a family is like <laughs> you, you need a father and mother to like teach both boys and girls different things you know what i'm saying and like the whole like the whole thing about red pill which is very interesting is that a lot of the dudes in red pill grew up in families with single from single mothers who taught them feminists i guess or like i don't know like you know you said earlier like the main different kinds of feminism but feminist ideas about women and they got heartbroken which turned them into these red pill dogs where like that's like that's like a huge uh i don't know this but that's like people self-reporting like people Mm -hmm. like you hear many guys saying like yeah single mom she told me to do these things treat a woman like this I got cheated on by like three girls in a row. Something I'm like, if you get cheated on like three girls in a row, for example, like you're not the, the girl, you are the problem. You are doing something to get a woman to cheat on you or you're attracting a woman who cheat, bro. Like, you know, three in a row, uh-huh. you know, like stuff like that. What connection? Well, it'll be like, well, my mom taught me to, you know, I, I, I understand your question. So she just asked, where do mm-hmm. they make that connection? And I think I understand her question in the sense that like, <clears throat> 
mansplaining right now, bro? Calm down. Zayna, what you mean? Grab the mic. Oh, she gets her rich. Okay, okay. In the sense that, like, <clears throat> um, there are things that can be, like, correct in, in principle, but, like, situation to situation can differ. One, two. Mm-hmm. Two, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if someone being told, hey, you should treat women with this level of respect generally, and then them taking that to, like, potentially an extreme means that what they were told was incorrect. Now, I'm not, like, I don't know what these mothers said to their kids, but I have a hard time believing that every single mother was, like, every single of these, one of these Mm -hmm. single mom Mm -hmm. of these, like, red pillars was like, believe all women. (laughs) <laughs> Women are always right. Put them all on that pedestal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have like a very hard time believing that. I well, and I think like maybe with a point. I think it's just funny to think the difference between male and female brains, how we communicate stuff, and how we need things communicated to us. Mm. Like for example, like the concept that the mom's teaching might be correct, but maybe he needs it explained by a dude for him to get it. Maybe like for example, potentially. But yeah. like I just think it's interesting because I hear stuff like. Um, hey, I like this girl, and she kind of liked me, and I would uh, get on the bus every day to like uh, take her take her food. And then I get there one day, and some dude in the car is bringing her food. Also, it's like you know, it's like, and this is maybe a societal thing. Like, and we talked about this before. Why are we teaching boys, anyone in general, really, that like their behavior towards women? makes them <laughs> makes them absolutely point. deserving of like their affection. Right? Yeah. Like who told you that? That is so important. Run that back, G. <laughs> like run who that, told, or, who r- told r- you run that? the whole thing back. Run <laughs> the whole thing. I mean basically again, like I said, like a lot of boys grow up with this idea that because they do things for girls or because they do things for women, that that means that they are then entitled to that person's respect and affection. Like, mm, 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 if mm, and then mm. it, it gets to like if you're mm. doing something, wow, I don't know, bro. It's it gets deeper and deeper. I think that's like I don't even know where that comes from exactly. Zainab, what do you think? Like that's that's toxic AF. It is like, toxic. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think where because I think we see that everywhere though. Like every media, like movies, stories. It's like the guy does these things, and. It's and and I think also it gets worse because of how men naturally think, which is like kind of binary. Like like guys are like we're very like objective oriented. Like if I do this thing, this is the outcome. Mm-hmm. If I give her roses and say, "Man, open the door," she like me. Like that's how <laughs> men be like thinking. I'm not saying that's right, but it's like mm-hmm. you know, it, if we're given these ideas of like, oh, you should do these things, and she likes you. Like even if you look at the videos online, how to get a woman to like you. Three steps. Yeah, and I'm just one. Saying, dude, you know, it's like, like a math fl- problem flip for the guys. Situation, right? Yeah, Say yeah. you're at work and like this woman, like every time you um, come into work, you sit in your cubicle or whatever. Mm-hmm. This woman brings you coffee only. Like you're, she's the only one that brings you. That's that sus, bro. I think that coffee is spiked to get growth, bro. I'm not sure that coffee. Just me, like okay. No, but she only brings you coffee. Yeah. And she only like she only acts a certain way with you. I'd be like, you know, 
I guess this is nice, but I didn't ask for this. Yeah. Like, and so for you to then be like, oh, well, you must go out with me. You asked me out, and then you're like, oh, you must go out with me because I did all these things before, and you like them. I'm like, yeah, I like them. I also couldn't live without them. Like, no one asked you to do that, G. Mm. <laughs> not, mm. not a single person asked you to do what that. What you're saying is truly prolific. <laughs> Zanab's getting the mic. <laughs> so I think this kind of goes back to um, the expectations for mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. Um, if If you're raised in a household where you get what you want, you know, you're kind of put on a pedestal, you know, people are not really expecting too much um from you when it comes to what it is that you put into that household right you think that you are like yeah you you develop like this pretty ridiculous sense of entitlement right um and of course along the way you're probably developing like some pretty messed up views about women you definitely definitely feel entitled to response or acknowledgement or agreeing to go out on a date or whatever it is that you expect for a woman a woman to give you because you've given them whatever little thing like let's say like buying them a drink or just honestly even like giving them attention they think that is like you know worth some kind of response from a girl um which is pretty wild when you break it down, it really is like so wild. Like that's a human being. Like I think men, like, men. Oh have yeah, a and she and the same N word <laughs> did all that, but he had money, and she went with him. And I'm like, Boop. he had money. Not only, not only did he have money. Like that's not that's not the only thing. Even if he didn't have money, even if he was from the same like socially social economic class as you, there still wouldn't be an issue. Like <clears throat> she didn't ask for you to do anything. Okay, what if she did ask? Wait, would, would it be different? Would it be different? What if the girl's like, I love you? And like, you're doing that on the pretense okay, of. Then, I then love obviously, you. obviously, that's different. <laughs> obviously, that's, that's different. all the circumstances, G. <laughs> they always say, I love obviously, you. Obviously, that's different. Aha, I love the streets now. <laughs> and I guess, like, maybe, like, the, the argument from them would be, like, well, she's giving me, like, attention in response to it, kind of. Mm hmm. But to a certain extent, I think that's kind of natural. Um, yeah, who who don't like some attention? Type B. You know like, type B. I mean, someone's <laughs> like, hey, "You look good." I'm like, oh, and that's then, like a knee jerk reaction but, to have like but, attention. But then, but then attention here's the thing: right. even if that person did something and then they got no attention, there'd still be an issue. So it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, yeah. Like people are like, "Oh, I held the door open for her and she didn't say anything to me." What a that's what weird. a be, dude. Dude, that scares me. Like when I think like that, I'm like. That's some psycho serial rapist behavior, bro. And, and so it's weird, It's like either I say nothing and I invite your wrath because I'm such a B-word and I don't appreciate what you do. Or I validate you by like showing you some attention and you just start hounding me because you think that's a sign that. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was I was actually talking to Salsa about this. I was like, um, women must have it so difficult because like on one hand, guys – if a guy's being quote unquote friendly, you want to just be a normal human and be friendly back, just just because someone's being friendly. But men are like, oh, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> she being friendly, okay. <laughs> and then it's like, I ignore you because you're being sexual. And you're being Why weird. are you ignoring me? Exactly. Why are you ignoring me? 
Like it was I was like, so friendly before. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> they're really damned. Like damn if you do, damned if you don't. You know, you know what's one thing that I was always sat like really like this is like again like something like, this is behavior. This is some psycho serial rapist killer behavior when guys are like, you should smile more to strangers. Shut up, bro. <laughs> imagine telling someone what to do with their face, bro. That is disturbing. I would never walk like imagine walking to a dude. Hey, bro, you should smile more. What? Imagine a straight dude walking down the street. Hey, you smile more. What? Are you talking about what to do with my face, bro? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. It's only because it's like, mm, you should smile more, baby. You look good. Like, that's baby. creepy. Yeah. That <laughs> 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 so disgusting. <laughs> wow. wow. I think we all learned that Hussein's obviously a feminist in this episode, and I'm working towards it. You know, I, I'm, I do have my prolific opinions that aren't the best and I my bias against white feminists but I'm working I'm working on it you funny bro you know you know we gotta have Zainab and Sasa on the podcast like from beginning to end I might edit this to start from when Zainab joined bro it was legitimately <laughs> good you gotta get the mics and headsets yeah Love that would be thoughtful banter squared <laughs> cause what I have in need yeah so it's two of us <laughs> yes Two Matthews and two Husseins. Why not Mindy? Why not Mindy squared? <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, wrap it up, bro. Let's wrap it up. You want Zana to wrap it up? Zana, you want to wrap it up? Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Banter Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. I certainly did. Thank you so much to our patrons. Muhammad, Justin, Ali, Latifa, T-Jam, Jordan. That's it? I think that's it. Yeah, I had a fun time. This is episode 20 officially yes sir Thank so, you guys so much yeah it's been, it's been a blast we'll see you guys later don't forget to share like comment subscribe um channel for the patreon if you can't afford that no problem to share a clip listen to this right now peace out